Section 27 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jean Bascom. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 2, Section 27. Selected Poems from Arabic Literature A Fair Lady From the Mu'alakat of Antara Translation of E. H. Palmer T'was then her beauties first enslaved my heart, Those glittering pearls and ruby lips, Whose kiss was sweeter far than honey to the taste. As when the merchant opes a precious box of perfume, such an odor from her breath comes toward me, harbinger of her approach. Or, like an untouched meadow, where the rain hath fallen freshly on the fragrant herbs that carpet all its pure untrodden soil, a meadow where the fragrant raindrops fall like coins of silver in the quiet pools and irrigate it with perpetual streams, a meadow where the sportive insects hum, like listless toppers singing o'er their cups, and ply their forelegs like a man who tries with maimed hand to use the flint and steel. The death of Abdallah, and what manner of man he was, from the original poem of Duraid, son of Az Sima of Jusharn, translation of C. J. Lyle. I warned them both, Arid and the men who went Arid's way, the house of the black mother, yea, ye are all my witnesses. I said to them, Think, even now two thousand are on your track, all laden with sword and spear, their captains in Persian mail. But when they would hearken not, I followed their road, though I knew well they were fools, and that I walked not in wisdom's way. For am I not but one of the Gaziya? And if they err, I err with my house. And if the Gaziya go right, so I. I read them my read one day, at moon Araj Aliwa. The morrow at noon they saw my counsel as I had seen. A shout rose, and voices cried, The horsemen have slain a knight. I said, Is it Abdallah, the man whom you say is slain? I sprang to his side. The spears had riddled his body through, as a weaver on outstretched web deftly plies the sharp-toothed comb. I stood as a camel stands with fear in her heart, and seeks the stuffed skin with eager mouth, and thinks, Is her youngling slain? I plied spear above him till the riders had left their prey, and over myself black blood flowed in a dusky tide. I fought as a man who gives his life for his brother's life, who knows that his time is short, that death's doom above him hangs. But know ye, if Abdallah be dead, and his place avoid, no weakling unsure of hand, and no holder back was he. Alert, keen, his loins well grit, his leg to the middle bare, unblemished and clean of limb, a climber to all things high, no wailer before ill luck, one mindful in all he did to think how his work to-day would live in to-morrow's tale content to bear hunger's pain though meat lay beneath his hand to labor in ragged shirt that those whom he served might rest 
If dearth laid her hand on him, and famine devoured his store, he gave but the gladlier what little to him they spared. He dealt as a youth with youth, until, when his head grew hoar, and age gathered o'er his brow, to lightness he said, Be gone. Yea, somewhat it soothed my soul, that never I said to him, Thou liest, nor grudged him aught of mine that he sought of me. Ash Shanfara of Azd, A Picture of Womanhood, from The Mufadaliat, Translation of C. J. Lyle. Alas, Um Amr set her face to depart and went. Gone is she, and when she sped, she left with us no farewell. Her purpose was quickly shaped. No warning gave she to friends, though there she had dwelt hard by her camels all day with ours. Yea, thus in our eyes she dwelt from morning to noon and eve. She brought to an end her tale and fleeted and left us lone. So gone is Umaima, gone, and leaves here a heart in pain. My life was to yearn for her, and now its delight is fled. She won me when as shame-faced, no maid to let fall her veil, no wanton to glance behind, she walked forth with steady tread. Her eyes seek the ground, as though they looked for a thing lost there. She turns not to left or right, her answer is brief and low. She rises before day dawns to carry her supper forth to wives who have need, dear alms, when such gifts are few enough. Afar from the voice of blame, her tent stands for all to see, when many a woman's tent is pitched in the place of scorn. No gossip to bring him shame from her does her husband dread, when mention is made of women pure and unstained is she. The day done, at eve glad comes he home to his eyes' delight, he needs not to ask of her, Say, where didst thou pass the day? And slender is she where meet, And full where it so beseems, And tall and straight, a fairy shape, If such on earth there be. And night long as we sat there, Methought that the tent was roofed above With basil sprays, all fragrant in dewy eve, Sweet basil, from Halia Dale, Its branches abloom and fresh, That fills all the place with balm, no starveling of desert sands. Zainab at the Kaaba, from Umar ibn Rabia's Love Poems, translation of W. Gifford Palgrave. Ah, for the throes of a heart sorely wounded! Ah, for the eyes that have smit me with madness! Gently she moves in the calmness of beauty. Moved as the bough to the light breeze of morning. Dazzled my eyes as they gazed, Till before me all was a mist and confusion of figures. Ne'er had I sought her, ne'er had she sought me. Fated the love and the hour and the meeting. There I beheld her as she and her damsels Paced twixt the temple and outer enclosure, Damsels the fairest, the loveliest, gentlest, Passing like slow-wandering heifers at evening, Ever surrounding with comely observance Her whom they honour, the peerless of women. Omar is near, let us mar his devotions, Cross on his path that he needs must observe us. Give him a signal, my sister, demurely. Signals I gave, but he marked not or heeded, Answered the damsel, and hasted to meet me. Ah! 
for that night by the vale of the sand hills, ah, for the dawn when in silence we parted. He whom the morn may awake to her kisses drinks from the cup of the blessed in heaven. The Unveiled Maid from Umar ibn Rabia's Love Poems Translation of W. Gifford Palgrave In the valley of Mohasib I beheld her where she stood. Caution bade me turn aside, but love forbade, and fixed me there. Was it sunlight, or the windows of a gleaming mosque at eve, lighted up for festal worship? Or was all my fancy's dream? Ah, those earrings, ah, that necklace! Nofel's daughter, sure the maid, or of Hashim's princely lineage, and the servant of the sun. But a moment flashed the splendor, as the o'er-hasty handmaids drew round her with a jealous hand the jealous curtains of the tent. Speech nor greeting passed between us, but she saw me, and I saw face the loveliest of all faces, hands the fairest of all hands, daughter of a better earth, and nurtured by a brighter sky. Would I ne'er had seen thy beauty? Hope is fled, but love remains. From the Divan of Al-Nabigah A Eulogy of the Valor and Culture of the Men of Ghassan Written in the time of the poet's political exile from them Translation of C.J. Lyle Leave me alone, O Umaima, alone with my sleepless pain alone with the live-long night and the wearily lingering stars. It draws on its length of gloom, methinks it will never end, nor ever the star-herd lead his flock to their folds of rest. Alone, with a breast whose griefs that roamed far afield by day, the darkness has brought all home, in legions they throng around. A favor I have with Emmer, a favor his father bore toward me of old, a grace that carried no scorpion sting. I swear, and my word is true, an oath that hath no reserve, and not in my heart is hid save fair thought of him, my friend. If these twain his father were, who lie in their graves, the one al-Jilik, the others al-Saida, by Harib's side, and Harith of Jaffna's line, the lord of his folk of old, Yea, surely his might shall reach the home of his enemy. In him hope is sure of help, when men say, The host is sped, the horsemen of Ghassan's line unblemished, no hireling herd, his cousins all near of kin, their chief Amr, Amir's son. A people are they whose might in battle shall never fail. When goes forth the host to war, above them in circles wheel battalions of eagles, pointing the path to battalions more. Their friendship is old and tried, fast comrades in foray bred to look unafraid on blood, as hounds to the chase well trained. Behold them, how they sit there, behind where their armies meet, watching with eyes askance, like elders in grey furs wrapped in tent. For they know full well that those whom they follow, when the clash of hosts shall come, will bear off the victory. I. Well is that custom known, a usage that time has proved, when lances are laid in rest on withers of steeds a row, of steeds in the spear-play skilled, with lips for the fight drawn back, 
their bodies with wounds all scarred, some bleeding and some half-healed. And down leap the riders, where the battle is straight and stern, and spring in the face of death like stallions amid the herd. Between them they give and take deep draughts of the wine of doom, as their hands ply the white swords, thin and keen in the smiting edge. In shards fall the morions burst by the fury of blow on blow, and down to the eyebrows cleft fly shattered the skulls beneath. In them no defect is found, save only that in their swords are notches, a many gained from smiting of host on host, an heirloom of old those blades from the fight of Halima's day, and many the melee fierce that since has their temper proved. Therewith do they cleave in twain the hauberk of double woof, and kindle the rock beneath to fire ere the stroke is done. A nature is theirs, God gives the like to no other men, a wisdom that never sleeps, a bounty that never fails. Their home is God's own land, his chosen of old, their faith is steadfast. Their hope is set on naught but the world to come. Their sandals are soft and fine, and girded with chastity. They welcome with garlands sweet the dawn of the feast of palms. There greets them when they come home full many a handmaid fine, and ready on trestles hang the mantles of scarlet silk. Yea, softly they wrap their limbs, well knowing of wealth and ease in rich raiment, white-sleeved, green at the shoulder, in royal guise. They look not on weal as men who know not that woe comes too. They look not on evil days, as though they would never mend. Lo, this was my gift to Ghassan, what time I sought my people, and all my paths were darkened and straight my ways. Nusaib the poem characterizes the separation of a wife and mother, a slave, from her family. Translation of C.J. Lyle They said last night, Tomorrow, at first of dawning, or maybe at eventide, must Layla go. My heart at the word lay helpless, as lies a kata in a net night long, and struggles with fast-bound wing. Two nestlings she left alone, in a nest far distant, a nest which the winds smite, tossing it to and fro. They hear but the whistling breeze, and stretch next to greet her. But she they await. The end of her days is come. So lies she, and neither gains in the night her longing, nor brings her the morning any release from pain. Vengeance by Alfind of the Ziman tribe Translation of C.J. Lyle Forgiveness had we for Hind's sons. We said, The men our brothers are. The days may bring that yet again they may be the folk that once they were. But when the ill stood clear and plain, and naked wrong was bold to brave, and naught was left but bitter hate, we paid them in the coin they gave. We strode as stalks a lion forth, at dawn a lion wrathful-eyed. Blows reigned we, dealing shame on shame, and humbling pomp and quelling pride. Too kind a man may be with fools, and nerve them but to flout him more. And mischief oft may bring thee peace, when mildness works not folly's cure. Patience 
from Ibrahim, son of Cunaif of Naban. Translation of C.J. Lyle. Be patient, for freeborn men to bear is the fairest thing, and refuge against time's wrong or help from his hurt is none. And if it availed man ought to bow him to fluttering fear, or if he could ward off hurt by humbling himself to ill, to bear with a valiant front the full brunt of every stroke and onset of fate were still the fairest and best of things. But how much the more, when none outruns by a span his doom, and refuge from God's decree nor was nor will ever be, and sooth, if the changing days have wrought us their wonted way, a lot mixed of weal and woe, yet one thing they could not do, they have not made soft or weak the stock of our sturdy spear. They have not abased our hearts to doing of deeds of shame. We offer to bear their weight, a handful of noble souls. Though laden beyond all weight of man, they uplift the load. So shield we with patience fair our souls from the stroke of shame. Our honors are whole and sound, though others be lean enough. Abu Sakr, on a lost love, from the Hamasa, translation of C. J. Lyle. By him who brings weeping and laughter, who deals death and life as he wills, she left me to envy the wild deer that graze twain and twain without fear. O oh, love of her, heighten my heart's pain, and strengthen the pang every night. Oh, comfort that day brings, forgetting, the last of all days be thy tryst. I marveled how swiftly the time sped between us the moment we met. But when that brief moment was ended, how wearily dragged he his feet. An Address to the Beloved by Abu Lata of Sind From the Hamasa Translation of C.J. Lyle of thee did I dream, while spears between us were quivering, And sooth, of our blood full deep had drunk the tawny shafts, I know not, by heaven I swear, and here's the word I say, This pang, is it lovesickness, or wrought by a spell from thee? If it be a spell, then grant me grace of thy love-longing, If other the sickness be, then none is the guilt of thine. A foray by Jafar ibn Ulba from the Hamasa translation of C. J. Lyle That even when under Sabal's twin peaks upon us drave the horsemen troop upon troop, and the foemen pressed us sore, they said to us, Two things lie before you, now must ye choose the points of the spears couched at ye, or if ye will not, chains. We answered them, Yea, this thing may fall to you after the fight, when men shall be left on the ground and none shall arise again. But we know not, if we quail before the assault of death, how much may be left of life. The goal is too dim to see. We rode to the strait of battle. There cleared us a space around the white swords in our hands which the smiths had furbished fair. On them fell the edge of my blade, on that day of Sabal date, and mine was the share thereof, wherever my fingers closed.
Fatality by Qatari Ibn al-Fuja'a Ibn Mazin from the Hamasa translation of C.J. Lyle I said to her when she fled in a maze and breathless before the array of battle why dost thou tremble yea if but a day of life thou shouldst beg with weeping beyond what thy doom appoints thou wouldst not gain it be still then and face the onset of death high-hearted for none upon earth shall win to abide for ever no raiment of praise the cloak of old age and weakness none such for the coward who bows like a reed in the tempest the pathway of death is set for all men to travel the crier of death proclaims through the earth his empire who dies not when young and sound dies old and weary cut off in his length of days from all love and kindness and what for a man is left of delight of living past use flung away a worthless and worn-out chattel implacability by al-fadl ibn al-abbas ibn utba from the hamasa translation of c j lyle sons of our uncle peace cousins of ours be still drag not to light from its grave the strife that we buried there hope not for honour from us while ye heap upon us shame or think that we shall forbear from vexing when ye vex us sons of our uncle peace lay not our rancour raw walk now gently awhile as once ye were wont to go ay god knows that we we love you not in sooth and that we blame ye not that ye have no love for us each of us has his ground for loathing his fellow moves a grace it is from the lord that we hate ye ye us parental affection a poem by hitan ibn al-mu'alla of tei from the hamasa translation of c j lyle fortune has brought me down her wonted way from stature high and great to low estate fortune has rent away my plenteous store of all my wealth honour alone is left fortune has turned my joy to tears how oft did fortune make me laugh with what she gave but for these girls the kata's downy brood unkindly thrust from door to door as hard far would i roam and wide to seek my bread in earth that has no lack of breadth and length nay but our children in our midst what else but our hearts are they walking on the ground if but the breeze blow harsh on one of them mine eye says no to slumber all night long a tribesman's valor poem by sad son of malik of the case tribe translation of c j lyle how evil a thing is war that bows men to shameful rest war burns away in her blaze all glory and boasting of men not stands but the valiant heart to face pain the hard-hoofed steed, the ring-mail set close and firm, the nail-crowned helms and the spears, an onset again after rout, when men shrink from the serried array. 
Then, then, fall away all the vile, the hirelings, and shame is strong. War girds up her skirts before them, and evil unmixed is bare. For their hearts were for maidens veiled, not for driving the gathered spoil. Yea, evil the heirs we leave, sons of Yakshar and Al-Laksh. But let flee her fires who will, no flinching for me, son of Case. O children of Case, stand firm before her, gain peace or give. Who seeks flight before her fear, his doom stands and bars the road. Away! Death allows no quitting of place, and brands are bare. What is life for us when the uplands and valleys are ours no more? Ah, where are the mighty now, the spears and generous hands? End of section 27 Recording by Jean Bascom, Potomac, Maryland